<laughs> hey, did you guys hear about the, the pastor who, um, who, whose church was expanding and, and he needed to, to get a new building, right? So he comes and he tells his congregation, listen, we just bought this land across the street and uh, we need $10,000, but whoever gives the first $1,000 can pick the first three hymns that we sing today. So the pastor looks around, this little old lady goes, right here, pastor, I'll give the first $1,000. Okay, come on up, pick the first three hymns. She said, I'll take him, him, him. (laughs) She had her mind on something else, huh? (laughs) Little old lady. (laughs) You know, that's, (laughs) that's Joel Osteen joke, believe it or not. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. some of them are not very funny, but that one was pretty funny. I thought, man, that's good. That is a good one. Um, <laughs> him, him. Oh, Lord. Praise God. So this, um, we are two-thirds of the way through our fast, our 21-day fast. Give yourself a round of applause. Yeah, congratulations, guys. Congratulations. You know, we're breaking the fast at 6 p.m., 6 p.m., those that are exempt from fasting are what? If you're 70 years old, right? If you're, if you're a, a growing boy like myself, and, and, <laughs> and if you're a nursing mother, right? Those are the three exemptions, 70 years old. Doesn't mean you can't fast if you're 70 years and older, but you're exempt if you want to be, uh, uh, if you're a child or a nursing mother. Nobody is exempt from fast and from praying. Uh, we're all praying, right? Come on, we're all praying. It's important to pray. We're, you know, this is a good time to develop a habit of prayer. If you haven't maybe been doing, because, you know, you have a time to what? You have a time to get up. You have a time to eat. You have a time to go to sleep. Why not have a time to pray? Amen. Prayer is important. And I'm talking to myself here. I'm preaching to myself here because, you know, there's been times where, man, I, seasons where it's been really good. Prayer was intense. I had discipline. I'm ready. And there's been other times where, you know, it's just like natural exercise. You know, it, it, you start going to the gym. You build a routine. You start, you start going. As soon as you miss a day, it gets easier to miss another day, huh? Right? I mean, you know, you miss a day at the gym. The next time, it gets easier to miss a day. So you have to make up your mind and, and determine that you're going to, you're going to honor the commitment that you made, and you're going to honor what you said to yourself. Really, no one else would. Nobody, I mean, to be honest with you, I'm not going to come. You're not doing You're not fasting. That's on you. We're, we're, going, to, we're going to march as a congregation, and I'm going, to, I'm going to lead, and I'm going to say, let's do it. And, and, but if you're not, I mean, you're not hurting anybody but yourself. You, you, want to, you want to become a better person. You want to become a better uh, all-around Christian. This is going to help you. I don't know about you, but I don't want to stay mediocre. I don't want to stay at a low level, even at a high level. I want to keep going. There is no limit. You never reach the limit with God. You never hit the ceiling. You've never arrived. You continually go from glory to glory, victory to victory. Can I get an amen? Right? You just keep going. You keep pushing. You keep growing. You keep getting better. There's always places to grow. Always. There will never be a time where you said, oh, I've grown all I can grow in this area. Uh, I'm a giver. I've grown. No, you can give more. Right? Come on. You can believe God for more. You can believe God for more. Uh, I'm, a good, I'm a good husband. You know, my wife is happy. I, nope. There's something else that I can do better. There's something else I can grow in. And it's not that I'm living in this, you know, life of bondage where I, oh my, I can never do, I can never be, you know, good enough. It's, I just want to be better. God wants me to be better. God wants me to be better. 
Now, this has nothing to do with going to heaven. Obviously, we know that we don't work to get to heaven. We're not doing things to get to heaven, right? Because you are saved, right, by grace, through faith. So no one can boast about, oh, I did five good things. That's why I'm saved. I'm saved because I'm a good person. As soon as I hear that, I'm like, bingo, he's not saved. He don't know. That's a good locator. I mean, that's how I get a lot of people, you know, just to kind of locate them. You know what I'm saying? Because you could say you, you believe in Jesus. Absolutely. A lot of people do. But you tell them, are you born again? Uh, well, you know, are you going to heaven? I believe so. Why? Because I'm a good person. You know, being a good person, that's good, man. Or, or, and I pray, too. That's good, too. Or, and I go to church. Man, that's great. But, you know, Romans 10, 9 and 10 says that if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus is the Son of God, that he died and the third day he rose, you know, that's how you get saved, by confessing with your mouth. Confession is made unto salvation, right? So you locate them, and then that's how you lead them to the Lord. How did I get off on that? Um, but, but, you know, prayer is important. Prayer is important. Prayer is important. And, and, you know, I, I'm, I, like I said before, there's been times in my life where it's been good, and there's other times where, man, I, I wish I was praying more. I wish I was praying more. And I like how Keith Moore says it, prayer, praying people get previews. You know what I mean by that? Praying people get previews. They see things to come. They get a, a, a preview of what's, what's, what's going to happen. You, you get uh, understanding. You get wisdom. You get, you get uh, sometimes visions, but you get answers, huh? You get answers. You're not praying just to pray. This isn't a religious duty or activity. You are praying to commune with the Father, to engage with Him. Come on. How do you get to know somebody? You hang out with them, and you talk to them, and you spend time with them. That's the only way to get to know somebody. Right? There's no other, it's not any different than, than, than Jesus. You know what I mean? Or spend time with God. There's no difference with the Holy Spirit. How do you get to know the Holy Spirit? Right? You ask him, he, 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 he answers. You talk to him, he answers. You get, to, you get to understand how it is that he nudges you on the inside, and you start to cultivate that. And then when you have a decision to make, when you, when you ask for, for, for help or you ask for an answer for something, he'll download it into your spirit, and you'll hear it loud and clear because you've been talking to him. You recognize his voice. Sarah calls me. Right away, I know it's Sarah. There are other people that call, I have no idea who you are because I've never heard your voice. I've never talked to you. I how am I supposed to know who this person is if I never talk? Same thing with the Holy Spirit. I don't hear from God. Well, have you been spending time with him? Come on. Have you been spending time with him? I spend time with Sarah, so I hear I know her voice. Same thing with the Holy Spirit. Same thing with, 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 with you know, getting God to talk to you. Same thing, you get him. He's always there. He's always available. You know what's crazy? I can be in Africa praying. My wife could be here in Lancaster praying, and he's hearing both of us and answering both of us at the same time. It's not like, oh, I got to wait in line. Debbie's praying right now. <laughs> you know what I mean? He answers everybody at any time here or in China. There's people right now in the underground church right in China smuggling Bibles, praying that, that, that they don't get caught. And he's answering their prayers, and he's watching their back. And I'm here in Lancaster driving my car, praying for protection. And he's sending angels to God over my car. And glory be to God. He's taking care of business for my wife and, and pastors. And come on, right? So he's available at all times. Available at all times. So uh, we're two-thirds of the way through the fast, like I said. And, and uh, you know, I've been really enjoying this. I've been, I, man, 
I'm telling you, man, the fast, uh, fasting is so important. I was just in Pittsburgh for a day. Some of you saw me uh, on, on the broadcast. A couple of you came up to me. I was there, uh, was it Friday night? Friday night. I, you know, we were going to go this, this uh, upcoming week, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, or, or at least two days this week. And I knew that uh, uh, this upcoming week. So, but something in my spirit was like, you need to go down Friday night. Uh, and this was last week. I'm talking to Sarah on Thursday. I said, baby, I feel like I'm supposed to go tomorrow. She's like, go, go. And thank God I have a wife that, you know, is encouraging me to go and seek the Lord. And Because, you know, she could have said, well, I need you. And, you know, it just becomes just like, uh, man, I feel bad for going. You know what I mean? Like, but this is, thank God I have a wife that encouraged me to go and seek God. Praise God. It's important who you marry. <laughs> it's important who you marry. Let me tell you. It's important who you marry. Um, so I went down there, uh, and, you know, Pittsburgh is not a half hour away. Pittsburgh's four hours. So it took me all of a four-hour drive to get there. So I drove down Friday. I left about 2. I got there at 6. I changed in the car. I brought a soup, but I went down comfortable. I changed at the gas station. And then, I, you know, I, I go. I got a good seat, and Pastor Bob Rogers was coming to preach. Uh, it was a Jonathan Shuttlesworth meeting. He was doing 21 days of prayer and fasting at his friend's church, uh, Pastor Nate Miller, in Pittsburgh, and this was the second week, so uh, he had Pastor Bob Rogers come, who, who was all Robert's friend. He knew all Robert's, and, and uh, I knew Jonathan was, talk, was, was preaching at his church, uh, so I watched, I watched the, the services, and I, then I started listening to Pastor Bob Rogers on, on, on YouTube, so I really liked him. He was friends with all Roberts. How many of you know who William Brenham was? William Brenham, right? His father knew William Brenham. His father, Pastor Bob's father, traveled with William Brenham. All of William Brenham's grandchildren went to Pastor Bob Rogers' school, um, and, and just amazing things. How I many you know Dr. Young E. Cho, or David Cho, largest church in the world in Seoul, Korea? So Pastor Bob Rogers sits on Young E. Cho's board. He's good friends with you. So I'm like, if this, if you, you know, when you get a, a, a man of that caliber who's been in the ministry, who's 70 years old, been in the ministry for 40 years, who, who, who's been around great men of God, who's a, you don't miss this opportunity. In my mind, it's like, I, I got to get there, man. I don't care how long it takes. I don't care what it takes. So I went. And I didn't say no. I drove back that night, and thank God I went. Man, what a what a what a service! The anointing there, and, and so he prayed for something specific, and it's, it just went off of my spirit. That's why you're here, Joe. Oh, glory to God! Lord says, Neil, I'm like, not now. You know, I'm, I'm, I just I just dropped whatever. It was just incredible, incredible. All that to say is, don't bypass those those inclinations that you get in the inside to go to a meeting, to go to a service, to pray. You know, there's times where I'm about to get ready to play a little Call of Duty, and the Holy Spirit said, "Go pray." I'm like, well, I want to play a little Call of Duty. Like, I have time right now. Like, and Holy Spirit said, go pray. I said, all right, I'll go. And man, those are the best times. It's, it's inspired of the Holy Ghost. Like, go pray. Don't oh, And there's been times where, I've, where I haven't listened. It's like, go pray. And I'm like, no, I already have my mind set on doing this. And, and I'm, I, you know, I'm excited about doing this. I'm like, and I kind of like chalk it up to maybe it was just me. And I know it wasn't me. You ever done that? Come on. You ever done that? Holy Spirit's talking to you, and you chalk it up to, oh, maybe it's just me or, or the devil, or, you know, you try to throw it down. And you know it's the Holy Spirit, right? Oh, I'm the only one. I'm the only one. Come on. Liar. Cast that lying devil out you. No, I'm serious. So, you know, I got that inclination to pray, and, and it was just incredible. So anyway, I don't, don't, all that to say is don't bypass those, those nudgings of the Holy Spirit. They're key times. So I went. I got to meet Pastor Bob Rogers because Jonathan says something from the pulpit. He goes, you, you know, where are you from, Lancaster? Oh, I see you, whatever. And Pastor Bob's like, you're from Lancaster after the service. I was going to give my offering, and he tapped me. Got to talk to him, meet him. Just incredible, man. And that anointing that, that what, these men, are, it's not by accident. 
It's not by accident. And Jonathan, Pastor Henry talked about him, uh, you know, Jonathan, he's, you know, he got a heart, he's from Pittsburgh, blah, 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 because from Rodney Howard Brown, he, he's ordained under Pastor Rodney Howard Brown, Jonathan is. And Pastor Henry would tell me about him. I'm like, yeah, yeah, another preacher. You know, everybody's always telling you about a preacher. And I'm like, all right, yeah, yeah. And I didn't pay no mind, honestly. Somebody else told me. Who, who's the second person that told me? Uh, 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 Pastor Josh um, down in Louisiana. Uh, he, he's a part of Pastor Mark's uh, group. You know, he's ordained on the Pastor Mark, good friend. So we were sitting there, and he's telling me. Uh, he's a pastor friend of mine. He's telling me about Jonathan, how he has Jonathan preach at his church. I'm like, all right, yeah, it's cool. All right, second time. Then Sarah Blonsky says, listen, I just heard the best preacher I've ever heard in my life. Who is he? Jonathan Shelsberg. And then I'm like, okay, Lord, I get it. Three times he had to get it around to me to, to, to connect to the ministry. So I started listening. As soon as I, listened, soon as I heard the intro to, to his, his broadcast, I started weeping. I started weeping. I don't know if you remember that. I started weeping. I, I felt the anointing. I felt, I felt the, 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 that I, I can't explain it, but it goes off on the inside of me. It happens every so often when I know it's a divine, because you know, it, it's, it's precious to know that the Holy Spirit talked to you and that you obeyed and, and that you were right and, then, and that he actually cares about it. To me, that's precious. It is precious when I get that, um, and it's just so clear to me. So I started listening to him, and I've been connected. I mean, I know that's a divine connection in ministry. It's not just a, a preach, preacher that I like. It's a divine connection in ministry. It's a divine relationship. And you have those. Every single one of you have those. Every single one of you have divine relationships, divine supernatural relationships that, that are not going to fall in your lap. Come on. They're not going to fall in your lap. Pastor Mark wasn't going to come knocking on my door. Joe, we're supposed to be connected. It was, just wasn't going to happen. I had to go seek it. I knew in my spirit that I'm connected to Pastor Mark. That's the man of God that the, that the Lord told, told me that I'm supposed to join to. Come on, how many of you know you're supposed to join to a man of God? You're supposed to be under a man of God, a woman of God. You're supposed to be under a, a anointed teaching. Come on. You're supposed to have a covering, a spiritual covering. So that's who the Lord ordained it. And I had to go seek it. I had to go spend money, time, effort. He tells the same story, Pastor Mark, how Brother Hagen was his spiritual covering, his connection, his, his, his person that he's supposed to lock in and, and, and help and assist. So it took time, money. Many times Pastor Mark says, man, I, I, I didn't have the money. I just put it on credit card. I had, to, I had to be in the meeting. The Lord told me to show up. So there are people in your lives that you need to, you know, that you need to ask God, if you don't know who they are, ask God and connect yourself to. A lot of you, it's here. A lot of you uh, are connected to, to people, Pastor Henry Marlene, maybe yours or whoever, and that you, you are connected to. Don't leave your spot. What's that preacher that preached over at the, in the light who said, don't leave your post? You remember that? Pastor Hart, uh, he preached at the East Coast, Hart, was it? East Coast Conference. His message was, don't leave your post. Don't leave your post. If you're supposed to be at this post, this is your post. You don't leave your post. Like in the military, my post, I'm, I'm, a, uh, I, I'm assigned to this. I don't leave this. Come hella high water, I don't leave here. I won't be caught dead leaving. I stand my ground, and I stay tied to where I'm supposed to stay tied to. Whether it's the church, if you're supposed to be here, don't let offense take you out. Don't let offense take you out of the will of God. Don't let some little, little things that the devil tries to work on you take you out of where you're supposed to be. Come on. The devil loves to get you out of your place. They love to get you out of your place. Listen, the grass isn't always green on the other side. Can I get an amen? 
You stay, <laughs> there's poop there too. So you stay tied to your post. You stay tied to where you're supposed to be. And, and the Lord is faithful to show you where you're supposed to be, what church you're supposed to be at, who you're supposed to be connected to, what friends you're supposed to have. Come on. Supernatural relationships are important. Important. Up, down, and around. So that means, you know, higher authority, people below you that you're helping, and peers, right? Every, every, every one of those are important to, to know, uh, uh, and you can get the answer by praying and seeking the Lord. Come on. I know it's easy to say, well, just pray. Well, that's really the answer. Just pray. Right? So I want to talk to you just a little bit about prayer, because we've been talking about fasting. And you know what? I'm going to just highlight fasting just one more time, uh, the benefits of fasting before we go into that. How many of you seen the video that I put out last week? Anybody? I hope it was a blessing. Uh, if you haven't, go to YouTube. Uh, I go to the GroupMe page, um, and, and you'll see the link in the GroupMe page for the Facebook, uh, excuse me, for the YouTube page that I created for the, for, for the church. And my goal is to put out a video any time that I minister, to put out a video that following week to just kind of reinforce what we talked about on Sunday, kind of help you. Amen. Not only that, um, we're doing the recordings. Uh, right now it's being recorded, this message, and that'll be available to you as well. Repetition is important. Getting the word in you is important. You can listen to this message again, and you'll get something out of it that you're not, you, you're not hearing right now for whatever reason. It's not coming to you. So it's important to get the message and to listen to it again, especially if it resonated with you. If you say, man, it's not here. Go back. Go back. Listen to the teaching again. You get it in your spirit. There are teachings that I listen to over and over and over. I have over 480 80, uh, downloaded videos of, of, of ministry on my, on my YouTube page that I go anywhere. It's already downloaded. I, Brother Hagin mostly. I mean, it, that boom, that in, it's going to light a fire. Anytime I need fire, you know, my, my wood's a little wet. I need, I need to get in the Word. I need to get, and I have these messages that are going to light a fire under me. Pastor Rodney, oh, man, I need to hear that. I, even though I've heard it a million times, but, you know, we leak. And, and so we need to be continually filling ourselves up with good stuff, good, good, good teaching, good, good books, the Word. Come on. It's good to read a book. The book, uh, uh, you know, somebody gives God, some, God gives somebody a revelation, right? And, and, and they're expounding on that revelation. They put it into a book form. It's to help us. God gives people a Word. You know, he told Brother Hagin, teach my people faith. That's that's, if he would have taught healing, uh, I mean, he did, but if he would have emphasized anything else but faith, he, he would have missed his calling. It would have been biblical. It would have been right. But the Lord told him, teach my people faith. So he's got books on faith that are going to help the body of Christ. My Joseph Prince has fantastic books. Brother Copeland, a lot of people that you can get a hold of, and it can help you, and it can edify you. Don't get in the car on a long drive and listen to talk radio the whole time. Come on, get an audio book in there. Put some YouTube teaching on. Get a podcast. Build yourself up. It's so easy to do nowadays. <laughs> on your phone, you got everything. You got everything. There's never really a silent moment in my house. I mean, I go take out the dog. I put a headphones in. And I'm listening to Brother Copeland. Or I'm listening to, or, or I go to the bath. I, I got I, 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 in both my bathrooms. I, I specifically, when we built our house, I put fans that have Bluetooth speakers in them that connect to my phone so that I can listen to something. So there's speakers in my bathroom, both of them. So I'm in the shower every single time. I, and every time. There's n I can't remember. For a million, if you said I'd give you a million dollars if you can remember the last time that you, you didn't play anything. I couldn't tell you because I'm always listening to something. 
Always, always. It's, not, uh, it's just I found out that, man, it helps me. And I'm telling you, this not to share, oh, ah, Joe listens. To, no, to help you, to show you that if you get a hold of this, it'll start to build yourself up. You may not even pay attention sometimes, but it's getting in your spirit sometimes. I'm telling you, I go to sleep every night. I don't go to sleep ever without Brother Hagin on. Nine times out of ten, it's Brother Hagin. Sometimes it's somebody else, but Brother Hagin, nine times out of ten. Getting in my spirit. I'm getting it in. I'm, I'm the word. Elisa goes to sleep to Brother Hagin, to, to Pastor Mark. Get it in you. Get, flood the word. Flood the word. Flood yourself with the word, with the things of God. And God, my gosh, man, he'll start to do things that you, you because now you, you, you enhance your capacity to receive. It's not like he's saying, okay, Mary... She listened to four hours today. We're going to bless her this much. You listen to three hours. No, that's not how it works. But as you listen and as you, in, as you up your intake of the word, you enhance your capacity to receive because you're building faith. Faith comes by hearing and hearing of the word of God. So when you have uh, your faith is strong, you can receive. Come on. That's why it's important to, to, to get a hold of these things. This isn't checking a box or trying to say I'm holy or trying to impress God. This is to increase your faith. Well, you know, to, to, to build your faith, I should say, because faith is like a muscle. We all have biceps. We've all been given the measure of faith. You got all the faith you're going to get, but your faith can grow just like a muscle. You can lift weights, and you can have biceps like me. If you don't, that was a joke, but it, you missed the chance to go have. <laughs> if you don't work out, your biceps aren't going to be as developed as someone who does work out. But we both have biceps, Right? Just one is stronger than the other because one is worked out. So how do you work out in the spirit? By, by getting the word, pumping the word, pumping the word, pumping the word. And you'll start to grow and grow and grow in faith. And your spirit man will start to be stronger than your flesh. That's what we're doing on this fast. We are starving out our spirit man. I told you this before. You have that, 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 that speaker is your flesh. That speaker is your spirit man. You could be right here. And as we fed, I said, that's your spirit man or flesh? I forget. Flesh. Spirit man, as you fast, you're taking the power from the flesh and giving it to the spirit man, and your spirit man is becoming stronger than your flesh. So your flesh, hey, can we watch this? Your spirit man, no. You're, no, we're going to read the word. You know, so you get the point. Your spirit man will dominate your flesh because your flesh worth with the spirit. Your spirit is contrary to the flesh. They don't go hand in hand. They're fighting against each other. Whoever you feed the most is going to grow, and whoever grows the most is going to dominate you. Bottom line. There's just no way around it. I start watching things I don't need to be watching. I start doing things I don't need to be doing. And, and honestly, if I just don't do nothing at all, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to veer towards the flesh. I don't even have to do much, honestly. Just stop reading, stop praying, stop going to church even, or go to church every other Sunday. I'm going towards the flesh every time. You're the same way. There's no, you're not an exception. I like to think I'm an exception on a lot of things. Well, that happened to them, and I'm sure I can get up. Nope. Fall flat on my face every time. Every time. I go down a path I shouldn't be going down. It's not going to end up like last time. I can control it. Never happens. <laughs> I always end up on my rear end. I was going to say another word you can't say in church. <laughs> right? So time of prayer will build yourself up. Isaiah 58. Go to Isaiah 58. We've talked about this, but it's good to get it uh, in your spirit again. Isaiah 58. How I many you know God has given us a chosen fast, a prescribed fast for us, right? That, that, that he said if we prescribe to, 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 to his ways of fasting, that He'll, that there's benefits. 
Isaiah 58, 6, is this not the fast that I have chosen, to loose the, bonds, the bands of wickedness, to undo the heavy burdens, and to let the oppressed go free? That you break every yoke. Come on now. Break all the bonds of wickedness, to undo the heavy burdens, and to let the oppressed go free. As you fast, you can expect oppression to come off your life. As you fast, you can expect wickedness, any sin that is still lingering around. And sin is not that you, you know, sleeping with somebody. That is sin. Sin is pride. Sin is uh, anything not done in faith. I mean, you can go all the way down the list. You can expect anything that is not of God to fall off of you during this fast. You could put a demand on God's word and say, Lord, listen, I'm fasting, and you said that this would happen, and I believe your word is true, because those that come to God must believe that he is, and that what? He's a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. I can't think of anybody else who's more diligent than them starving their, their, their natural bodies to, to receive and to, to, to enhance their capacity to receive than someone who's fasting. You're literally hungry. Those that are hungry and thirsty shall be filled. We are literally hungry, hungry, hungry. And your hunger in the natural will enhance your capacity to receive because you are showing God that, listen, I'm pushing away the plate. I'm starving my flesh to to grow my spirit, man, to enhance my capacity to receive from you because I value what you have for me. Because I value the will of God on my life, and I want what you want for my life. And, Lord, I may be missing it, man. My flesh has maybe been getting the best of me. I'm going to start my year off and say, you know what? No, this year is going to be different. This year I'm going to see the promises of God in my life like never before. This year I will see his word uh, as it is written being done unto me. You could talk like that, and that's what you need to be talking. Uh, You need to be talking full of faith, words full of faith, and saying, Lord, I believe your word. The Bible says that I believe it. That settles it. Say it with me. The Bible says it. I believe it. That settles it. The Bible is final authority. Right? The doctor says you have cancer. Okay. All right. You're going to believe the Bible that says by his stripes you've been healed, or you're going to believe the, the, the natural report? Now, really, it's not, you know, in the natural, you have cancer, okay? But are you going to let that be the defining word over your life, or you're going to say, no, there's a higher truth than a natural truth, and that's a spiritual truth. The spirit, the spirit world is, is, is stronger than the natural world, if that makes sense. So if the word of God says it, it'll supersede, it'll, it, 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 it'll take care of anything in the natural that does not line up with the supernatural. So if the, if, if the word of God says, I'm healed by the stripes of Jesus, and in the natural, I'm sick, If I claim his word, it'll change my natural circumstances to align with what the word of God says. It has that much power. The word of God will change your natural circumstances. Come on. The word of God will change your natural circumstances. You can speak the word over anything in your life, any part of your life that is not in line. So if I'm in lack, I can declare that the Lord has pleasure in the prosperity of his servant, right? Abraham's blessings are mine. Come on. If I'm a giver, I can claim the, the, the tithe, the blessing that, that the windows of heaven open over my life. That as I give, it's being given unto me, pressed down, shaken together, running over. Come on, men, give to me all the time. I, I can proclaim the blessing of life, and the, the blessing of the Lord, and see my life change right before my very eyes. Because I choose to believe the word of God. Come on. That's why prayer in my water. And knowing the word, you know, reading your Bible is important. Getting in the word. 
I, I talked about this, I think, on Wednesday. Don't just open up the Bible unless you feel led to. Okay, I'm going to read this today. I'm going to read that tomorrow. This today. This tomorrow. And just kind of spotty go all over the place. Now, there's times where I felt like, go read Romans 6. Go read Romans 8. Okay. But really, I have a, a plan in place that's subject to change, of course. But I'm going to read the epistles. I'm going to read the, 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 uh, what, what Paul wrote to the churches. I'm going to read the... the, the the, God, the four Gospels in order, you know, just to kind of, to, to I get an understanding, you know, so every day I'm, you make a plan, I'm going to read 15 minutes a day, 20 minutes a day, I'm going to read three chapters a day and read, and you'll get understanding like you've never had it before. You'll start to, oh, that's what they were talking about in that sermon. Oh, that, oh okay, now I understand this story. Because a lot of times, you know, we take scriptures and we don't tell you the whole story sometimes in, in, a, in, a, in a message because you just don't have time. But when you go home and you read it for yourself, you'll start to get it in your spirit and you'll start to understand more. Come on. So you need to have a time to read your word. I'm talking, I'm, am I talking to Christians that want to grow or no? Right? I'm talking to, I, listen, I'm interested in growing. I want to grow. I'm not interested in religion. I'm not interested in, in, in rituals. I'm not interested in getting together just to get together. I'm interested in the power, glory to God. I'm interested in lives change, hallelujah. I'm interested in seeing blind eyes open, deaf ears open up, limbs growing out. Come on, I'm interested in the miraculous. I'm interested in people's families' trees being changed by the power of God. And it's not going to come by just getting together. It's going to come feeding on the word, pulling together, going out and reaching our community. Right? Right? Yeah. Come on. Uh, that excites me. That excites me. And prayer can be simple. Literally, prayer can be 30 seconds. You could say I pray 30 seconds. You, you could pray 10 minutes. That's all good. But, you know, in, in, in Luke 6, 12 through 13, it says, After this, Jesus went up into the hills to spend the whole night in prayer to God. I mean, you know, there's times to pray more than 10 minutes. There's times to pray more than an hour. Sarah was talking about that today. There's times that we probably pray all night. I'm not saying all the times, but there's times where we need to pray all night. If Jesus prayed all night, we need to figure out some times to pray all night. All night, what's that look like? Well, let let me just show you this. After he prayed all night, look what happened. At daybreak, so meaning after he prayed, he called together all of his followers and selected 12 from among them, and he appointed them to be the apostles. Listen, after all night of prayer, the Lord gave him instruction on who to pick to be the apostles because he said, I don't do nothing that I don't hear my father, I don't say nothing I don't hear my father say, and I don't do nothing I don't see my father do. So he was praying all night, and the next day he found out in his spirit, he got information and revelation on who the apostles were to be. How many know it's worth praying all night to get right who the apostle is supposed to be? To not mess that up. To make sure that you're hearing from God. To make sure that you're communing from him. To, make, to, to, to get in your spirit who the apostles are to be. I don't want to pick the wrong apostles. I need to hear from God. How many know it's worth praying all night to, to be in the right career field? To, to marry the right person? How many know it's worth praying all night to, 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 to learn how to be a better father or, 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 or to know where to go to church? Huh? I don't know about you, but the benefits outweigh the time I have to spend in prayer. If I spend time, quality time in prayer, he's going to give me information, download revelation. He's going to give me wisdom on how to handle a situation that's well worth the time in prayer. Well worth it. Jesus found out who the 12 apostles were to be, and he picked them out after all night in prayer. 
So I'm not saying you have to pray, and, uh, pray all night, all the time. Prayer can be very simple. Like I said, sometimes, you know, Lord, I, you know, boom, and in faith, you're fine. You don't need to pray long prayers to, for God to hear you all the time. But there are times that you need to pray. You, I said you need to pray for an extended period of time. And maybe it doesn't take that long the next time, like Sarah said and Brother Hagen went into. Look, look at this. I, you know, this is something that was, you know, it's kind of stirring in my heart, but you say it to someone, they kind of, sometimes people get offended. And, but I heard Keith Moore say it, so now I got emboldened. I've, <laughs> I said, all right, he's on, I'm on the same page. All right, now I feel like, okay. Um, go to, uh, well, I'll say that in a minute. But, you know, First Thessalonians 5.17 says, Always keep on praying or uh, cease not. Pray and cease not, right? You know that scripture? Actually, let me, let me um, there's another one. Pray without ceasing. That's the, pray without ceasing. Now, what does that mean? Because, you know, we sleep. What am I? So I can't go to sleep. I got to pray and all. I, I got to eat. I can't eat and pray too. I got to go to work. Like, how many you know at work, it's probably time to work? Like, a lot of times, you know, working for Joyce Meyer, people come thinking it's going to be prayer all day. No, there's times when we need to work. You need to lick the envelope. You need to stick the thing in the envelope. You need to put the stamp on it. You need to, like, this isn't just prayer time. You're being paid to do a job. Come on. So I'm not saying you can't pray with somebody, but this isn't all prayer meeting because you're working at a Christian ministry. There's work. You're being paid. There's something that you honor there. Um, but what was I going with that? Uh, thank you, Father. So pray, pray without cease. So what does that mean? Because obviously we can't pray all the time. You sleep, like I mentioned. And he's not talking about that. He's talking about a lifestyle of prayer. A life. Don't stop praying. Continue to pray. Even because there's a lot of people that used to pray a long time that no longer pray. You know that, right? People that used to pray along, they no longer pray. Maybe they didn't get their answers the way they thought. Maybe they were praying the best of their ability, but they just didn't understand. But they just stopped praying. Or like I mentioned before, in the natural. You go to the gym, you're doing well, you miss a day, it's easier to miss the next day. And you just kind of fall off. So pray without ceasing is, is having a lifestyle of prayer. Going to God first. Before we call uh, your mother, before you call your sister or your friend with your issue, you're going to God. And you're praying and you're asking him for wisdom. You're seeking him. You're putting him first. Always pray. Pray without ceasing. Always go to him with your issues. Always go to him with, with what you need or, or, or just to spend time with him. But don't ever give that up. Make that a choice. Make that a lifestyle choice. Make the decision now that I'm going to be a person of prayer. Come on. It's not that I believe in prayer. I believe in God. I, and prayer is, is the way I commune with the Father. Because a lot of people say, I believe in prayer. What does that mean? I believe in God, and, you know, because people put their, all their faith in the prayer. Like, you know, our faith is in God who hears our prayer. You need to, you may think, oh, semantics. You need to know that. You need to know that. So it's a lifestyle of prayer. A lifestyle of prayer. In Philippians 4, 6, it says, Do not fret or have any anxiety about anything, but in every circumstance and in everything, by prayer and petition, definite request... What is that? A request is ask. So you ask with thanksgiving, continuing to make your wants known to God. So do not fret or have anxiety. How many of you are tempted to worry? How many of you have worried before in your life? Right? Right? We've all worried. The Bible said don't worry. You're going to either worry or you're not. So you might as well choose to pray. Because listen, there's going to be opportunities to pray. I mean to, to worry. They're going to happen. Situations and circumstances are going to arise that are going to tell you, you need to worry, you need to worry, you need to worry. 
That's a good time to say, nope, not going to worry. I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray. Choose to pray instead of worry. Worry will, will do nothing, absolutely nothing. It'll put you in your grave sooner than you're supposed to be there. It'll give you gray hairs before you're supposed to have them. It'll make you look 80 when you're 60. Right? Worry will, will, will damage your body. You're not meant to carry the weight of worry. You're not meant to carry the heavy burdens. You're not meant to carry the anxiety. You're just not. You weren't created to, to carry care. It says, roll your cares, cast your cares, right, over unto God. He's given us that instruction because he knows our natural bodies cannot carry the weight of worry, anxiety, of fear. It, we're just not built for it. So when that thought comes to worry, to get anxious, pray. Pray. Just make your mind up right now. I'm going to pray. Say, I'm going to pray. Let's say it again. I'm going to pray. Make your decision now to pray. James 5, 13. If any among you are suffering, let him get counseling. If any among you are suffering, let him pray, right? Let him pray. Another version says, is any among you in, in trouble? Let him pray. Are any of you suffering hardships? You should pray. You know what I get out of that? It says, if anyone, any, any among you are suffering, let him pray, right? That means me. I need to pray. I need to pray. You need to pray. I'm not saying you don't ask people for prayer, but let me tell you this, man. If you can do your laundry, don't ask me to do your laundry. It depends on your condition. If you can vacuum your floor, don't put in a request for me to vacuum. If you can clean your floors, don't put in a request for me to clean your floors. Like, how do I? Can you mow my lawn, man? Well, what's wrong with your two legs is going to be your answer. It says you pray. There are things that really only you can pray about. You can get people to pray with you and agree, but there are times that you need to pray. Instead of coming up and, I need, please pray, please pray. Joe, anytime you pray, just remember to pray for me. No. Just, let's be honest here. If I say, anytime you pray, pray, you're not going to pray for me every time. You're just not. You got things that you need to pray for, that you need, to, you need to seek God for. It says, let him pray. You and me need to do some praying. We can't put our praying off on someone else. Now, if you have a condition and you're laid up and you're... Of course, we're going to come in and help you do your laundry. Of course, we're going to come in and, and help you uh, mop the floors and mow, mow the lawn. But as soon as you can get up, we expect you to start producing. God says, if you are suffering hardships, you should pray. We need to do our praying. Uh-huh. I knew that didn't go. <laughs> I was going to go over too well. And this is what I was talking about. Brother Keith Moore was talking in the same lines. I said, bingo, bingo, because it's been going off in my spirit. Pray, pray. I'm like, listen, I'm all for prayer. But how about we need to learn how to pray? You need to learn how to pray. I need to do some praying. There's some things that only I can pray for me. There's some things that only I can pray for me. Only I can see God. Some personal things. So quite frankly, thank God you can't do my praying for me and, and all my dirty laundry gets aired out with you. He's not that kind of God. I can't pray for you, Lori. And he to air, airs out all you. You wouldn't want that, right? There's certain personal things that you can only pray for, that you can only pray for in your life, that you just, you know. Amen. <laughs> yeah, don't shout me down while I'm preaching good, as Brother Hagin said. <laughs> I know that wasn't good. Some people don't like that. Some people, are, oh, no, I, you know, I like calling, so I like praying. I'm not saying we can't agree and, and but 
just want to encourage you to do your own praying sometimes. When, when, you, when, when you know, you could do your laundry, you do your own praying. I'm not saying we can't come up here again, please. No, no, no. I'm going to ask a prayer after. Well, I'm not going to come up. You said, no, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying there's some things in your life that only you can pray for. Amen? Amen. <laughs> Listen, prayer is worth it to get it right. Prayer, time spent in prayer is worth it to get it right. I want to hear from the Lord. I want to hear uh, how to do things, uh, you know, uh, what steps to take, what, what, what houses to buy in my case, right? What position to step into. I need to hear from him. And you have things in your life that you, you need to hear from him. You don't want to make the wrong decision. You don't want to, you know, climb a ladder and realize you were climbing up the wrong side of a building, uh, coming, climbing up the wrong building. You get up all the way to the top and like, oh, that was the building I was supposed to climb. Huh? Like, you don't want to do that to yourself. Find out what building you're supposed to be climbing up, Right? And it's going to take time by spending time in prayer and seeking his face. There's a lot of great resources on prayer. And I want to cover more because there's many different types of prayer. You know, there's a, like, sports, like prayer is not prayer. Well, prayer is prayer, isn't it? No, there are different types of prayer, just like sports isn't sports. Football and basketball have different rules. Hockey and soccer have different rules. So we need to learn how to operate um, and, and pray depending on our situation. There's the prayer of faith. Let them that are sick call the elders of the church. They may lay hands on them and be healed. Any, sin, any sins that they have, they may be forgiven. It's the prayer of faith, the prayer of supplication, the prayer of agreement, right? The prayer of consecration. All these types of prayer that, that we need to learn how to, how to, how to operate. How, how to, how to, what is the spirit of this prayer? How do I pray? Do I pray for Libby's healing and then say, Lord, if it be thy will? No, we know that it's his will already for Libby to be healed, right? When do we use if it be thy will? Well, Lord... Uh, you know, I want your will to be done in my life, Father. Your will, not my will. That's when you start, you know, you could, if it's your will. But we don't use that if it's your will for every prayer. But people will pray the best prayer of healing, amazing, and at the end said, if it be your will. It's like, oh, right? They haven't learned. They haven't learned. And there are things that we need to learn. And as we continue this, uh, you know, talk to pastors. And, but at some point, we're going to be talking about prayer about how to operate in prayer. It's so important. I'm seeing it more than ever, how important your prayer life is. Uh, Pastor Bob Rogers, the one that Jonathan had come speak, the one I went to go see this past weekend, they, he, he, uh, Jonathan asked him, listen, what would you tell a 25-year-old version of yourself as a young pastor? What would you have done differently, or what would you tell yourself if you can go back in time and talk to a younger self, a uh, younger you? He said, man, I, I would tell that person to pray more. I would have prayed more. Like, that was his answer, and he was dead serious about it. You know, you, you kind of expect something. He meant it. Like, prayer, it, we use it so loosely nowadays. You know, pray, pray, pray. Prayer is serious. Prayer is, is, is something that will take you to the next level. If you cultivate a prayer life, if you take it serious, I'm not talking about you serious, like you come in, pray, we're going to pray. I'm not talking about like that. I'm talking about the act of prayer. The act of developing a prayer life is serious. It, it is beneficial. And there, you know, I, I go in my prayer closet, and sometimes I'm quiet, sometimes I'm loud. That's not what I'm talking about. Serious doesn't mean volume. It goes down. It just means that you're serious about developing a prayer life. How many of you are serious about developing a prayer life, right? Taking your, well, I already have a good prayer life. Well, you could take it to the next level. You can go to the next level. You could become better. You, you could hear clearer. You can discern more. You know, it is just next level. So this week, what are we doing? We're praying and fasting for our church. We're going to emphasize our church this week as a corporate body. We're going to be emphasizing 
our local church. And, you know, we are the church. You are the church. All of us. This is our home. This is our, our place of worship. This is where we come and to seek God. This is where we come and, 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 and help other people. And, 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 you know, it's incredible to have a body, a, a community like this. It really is. And look around because this is the small little, smallest it'll ever be. This church will, is going to grow beyond your wildest imaginations. I'm dead serious. Well, you want well, a big church? Yeah. Yeah, I do. Yeah, we do. You know why? Because the more people in here, the more people getting, getting saved, the more people uh, getting set free, the more people's lives are being changed. The more people come here, that means more people are being helped. And I'm all about helping people, right? How many of you are about helping people? I want people's lives changed. I want the same thing that God did in my life. To, that he'll do, I want to tell people that he'll do the same in their lives. There are people hurting. You don't have to look very far. You don't have to look very far to see people are hurting. And we need to get them to a place where they can hear the word. And that's here. And they're not just going to walk in as you know, as you've seen. We have to go out and get them. We have to go out and get them. We have to get out of our comfort zone. It's not, you know, I, I, listen, I, I love, to be honest with you, I, once I'm in the anointing and I'm flowing, I love going out in the streets. But I'm just like everybody else. Oh, Friday night, kind of going to go out. Uh, you know, sometimes you got things, it's cold, you got things going on. We're going to have to make that push and make that effort and, and, and get out of our comfort zone because, listen, I want somebody to do that for my brother. I pray, I'm praying right now that God will send laborers to cross paths with my brother that to preach the gospel to him and, to, and, and, and someone that he'll receive from. God knows who that person is. So we're going to do that here in Pennsylvania. We're going to go out and be the laborers in this harvest field, and we're going to go out and, and, and proclaim the gospel because souls are on the line. Lives are on the line. This isn't just some, well, we just want you to live a better life. That's good. And I'm all about winning in this life. But I'm talking about your eternal soul. Where are you going to go when you die, from the, when you leave this earth? Are you going to go to hell or are you going to go to heaven? That's serious. That's for eternity. Because here on earth, man, like this. We go like this. It's, it goes like this. It goes by fast, as all of you know. So we're going to go out and change the course of people's destiny. People going straight to hell right now. We're going to, hey, let me, brother, let me help you out. Get out of there. Come on. Get out of there. We're going to bring you. We're going to take as many people on our backs to heaven as possible. Amen. Come on. But that's going to take getting out of our comfort zone. That's going to take, take getting in our prayer closet, getting sharpened, right? Because I know when I'm spiritually fit, meaning I, you know, I feel like I'm doing well, my spirit's growing, that's, I have more motivation to go out. When I'm not doing too hot, when I got a lot of issues, like, eh, I got my own thing going on, I'm, I'm good, Right? So we got to get to a place where, man, we're going we're gonna to have to just go for it, regardless of how we feel. My friend minister, he's a rapper, he goes, forget how you feel, forget how you feel, right? You got to forget how you feel. Oh, I'm talking to myself. I'm glad I came to church this morning. <laughs> forget how you feel, right? So this week, we're going to be praying and fasting for our church. I'm going to give you some prayer points like I've been doing, kind of help you along the way, kind of keep you on course. Keep you uh, in, in, in going in, in a direction. This way you're not going all, all over the place. I mean, if the Holy Spirit leads you to take off in a certain area, obviously. But I feel like the Lord has given me these points for the body, for our body right here to, to aim at. Number one, explosive growth for people, for God to bring people in from the north, south, east, and west. Number one, explosive growth. Father, I thank you that you're bringing people in from the north, east, south, and the west. I thank you, Father, that you trust us, that you trust us with people, that you trust us with people. I thank you, Father, you're giving us a life-changing word, that people's lives are being, you know, 
you just get in it and the Holy Spirit will link up and, and, and help you and give you the utterance. Pray. If you don't know, you run out of things to pray in the natural. How I many you know praying in the Spirit is a good idea, right? Praying in the Spirit and you say, okay, aim your prayer in the Spirit. You can aim your prayer. You know that, right? You can, you can in the Spirit, lean in. I'm praying for explosive order. Thank you, Father. For and the Lord, even as you're praying in tongues, this has been happening to me, a lot of praying in tongues, and I'll start to utter out in English what I just prayed. I'll pray in tongues and utter out in English what I just prayed, and it just keeps coming. And he'll do the same for you. You can believe him for that. You can believe him for that. So explosive growth. Number two, our building or a meeting place. Our building or so a building, a building, a place to meet that is our own, um, that, that we can have uh, specifically have our stuff set up and left so we don't have to break down and tear up. You know, part of me, my natural thinking is like, you know, we'll take anything we can get, but God is a God of, who answers specific prayer. We could put our request to him, and it may seem to us, I don't know how that's going to happen. Well, good, I don't need to know how it's going to happen. I just need to have faith in God that he'll answer our prayers, and we're going to pray specifically. We are going to pray. We're going to believe God for a place where we can leave our stuff up, a place. You know, I want a place, honestly, that will fit about 200 people at least right now, 200 people. I see this going fast in a short period of time, 200 people, and then we'll take the next step and eventually build something, man. That's, you know, build down the road. I like to build a place specific to us, my God, we can, how we want it, we, we, everything, just amazing. But a place that fits 200 people, I want 200 people, uh, our stuff uh, that we can leave it and, and have it set up, we're going for it. We're going for it. We are, we are going for it. I believe God. I believe God. Why not? Why wouldn't he give his church his church who's preaching the word, uncompromised word, his church who's helping people the best. Why? Well, I don't know. We're going to ask God that. Well, God, who else is he going to give it to? The sinner? No. The wealth of the, of the wicked is laid up for the just. So we have a right to put a claim on good, good land, on good soil. Listen, willing and obedient eat the good of the land. Right? This church is, is, is willing and obedient to do the will of God, and we can claim his best. So I'm declaring the good of the land shall be ours. Amen? Come on. So the building. Number three, pray for uh, children's ministry. Specifically for anointed children's coordinator, worker, coordinator, children's worker. Pray for curriculum. Father, I thank you. You give us the best curriculum. Oh, even, you know, we're all going to be asking, what curriculum to use, Father? What do you want us to do? So all of us are linking arms and, and putting our faith out there for the answers to these prayers and thanking him for giving us the best of the best, the best equipment in the children's ministry, the best uh, props in the children's ministry, the best ideas in the children's ministry, you know, all of that. Leaning in and believing God, because the Lord spoke to me. He said, this place has to, a top-notch children's ministry, top-notch. The children's ministry doesn't get looked at as a sidebar. The children's ministry is crucial, absolutely crucial. So they get the best of the best, well-funded, well-put-together. We put our best people in there. We don't just put some warm body in there. Oh, they're, just, they're a good Christian. I don't care. They better be good with kids. They better be, you know, we're not putting warm bodies because they're a good person. We, you don't say that about your pilot, right? You, want, you don't care what they do on the way. You want to make sure that they know how to fly that plane. Well, he, they have a great prayer life, and they're, they're good people. They don't know how to fly. They're not, they're not, they're not, they're not, no. They can't be the pilot of the airplane. So we want the best people in children's ministry. We put our best 
in the children's ministry. Amen? So children's ministry workers, um, and even, even, you know, even now, start praying that when children go into our children's ministry, their lives are changed. They're, they're being, impartation is happening. The, you know, the spirit is moving in their lives. So be praying that this, you know, that there's impact, that there's impact. This isn't, we're not babysitters. We're not babysitting kids here. That's not happening. We're imparting the word. We're imparting the Holy Spirit. Well, kids baptized in the Holy Spirit, full of the power of God. Come on, doers of the word of God, even at this young age. My gosh. I know right now, a lot of my friends, you know, oh, what church you go to? I go to this church, that church. Why? Oh, children, my children, my kids love it. That right there, grow your church like you wouldn't believe. Because, you know, as a parent, you want your kids going somewhere where they're going to be fed the word of God, that they're going to have fun too, that they're going to enjoy themselves, but it's not just a camp, a babysitting camp. Number four, pray for our pastors, our pastors and our leaders. It's important to pray for your pastor. It is super important to pray for your pastors and leaders. Pastor Henry Marlene, we need to be praying for Pastor Henry Marlene. We need to be lifting him up. We need to be praying for Minister Hoovy uh, uh, and Debbie. We need to be praying for Sarah and I. Praying, leaning in, praying. Father, anoint their lips. Father, strengthen their family. Father, help them in anything that they need that they would never lack. Father, I pray that they have everything they need and more. I pray, Father, you bring them the best help, that they get the best help. You know, Help them in their preparation for the message this week, that it would come to them, that it would roll off their, their tongue and come out of their spirit easier than anything they've ever done. You know, lean in, lean in. And I'll tell you what, when you lean in for your pastor in prayer, it'll be hard to, to, to be mad at him over a little offense because your heart will be engaged. You'll be like, ah, oh, you know, that's bad. Yeah, it's okay. And you know, there's people in my life that could pretty much do anything. And I'd be like, yeah, that's not a big deal. But somebody else does the same thing, I'm, I'm on it. Like, yo, they just insulted me. Because I really, you know, it's a different relationship. I'm, you know, I don't want to be in that place. <laughs> I'm being honest. That's in the past, of course, in the past. Um, so there are people in my life, like, right, that, that can do something, and it'll really aggravate me. But someone else does it, the same exact thing, it won't bother me. And it's usually someone I'm engaged in uh, praying for them or, uh, you know, a different kind of relationship. When you pray for someone fervently, you're going to be engaged. And, and you're going to have a connection there. It's going to be hard, uh, hard to break, right? So pray for your pastor. And not just now, because we're praying and fasting and we're emphasizing this week. Continually pray for your pastor. Pray for them. Pray for your pastor. Pray. Pray for your leaders. Pray. And number five, the finances of this church, that this church will never know lack, that this church will never know lack. Because let me tell you something. We want to be the church that God speaks to when a disaster hits, when something goes wrong. Life in Christ, we want you... Uh, 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 God will talk to us. We want life in Christ to give 50000 to give 100000 to give a million dollars, to go buy that generator, to go buy that fleet of buses, to go help that church, to go help that ministry, to go help that single mother, right, to go help that single father, right, to go, go pay off that car note for them, Joe. Go pay that car for them, church. Uh, you, you get the point? That's what we're leaning into now. We're building that foundation because we want to be a church that God can trust with money, that God can use on a, on a grand scale. I'm not talking about 20 bucks. I'm talking about millions. This church would give millions, millions to help the gospel, millions to help the work of the Lord. There's a lot of good ministries out there, a lot of good missionaries. Lord, speak to us. 
How fun the whole trip. Well, you know, without even blinking an eye because we have it in the bank, right? So lean in for that. Believe. Believe God for that, for this church. And really, it, it, the church is us. We are, all this, we are all the church. The life in Christ belongs to everybody here. Every, there's people that God has set over the house as leaders, but this is your house. This is your house. If we believe God for new lights and stuff, it's for your house. You want nice stuff in your house, don't you? I don't know about you, but I like nice stuff in my house. So you want nice stuff in your house, I, I would imagine. We want nice bathrooms, right? We want nice floors, nice faucets. We, we want to wash our hands and the, the dryer work, right? Come on. We, we want a soundboard that, that's nice. We, we want chairs that are comfortable. Come on, right? We want it to smell good. Come on. So this is your house. Well, the church is doing it. No, no, no. You should look at my house. My house. We'll, we'll come on together. I'm helping my house out. This is for my house. This is for my place of worship. Come on. That's how we need to look at it. Sometimes it's a shift for some of us. And, it, you know, I, I had to do the same thing. No, this is my house. My house. I'm going to support my house. Whatever it takes, my house is going to be in order. Church is no different. Amen. So lean in. During this time of prayer and fasting for your church, and, 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 you know, don't take it haphazardly. Take an hour a day. We're asking an hour a day to lean in. You could do 20 minutes, 20 minutes, 20 minutes, an hour, whatever. But aim for an hour. Aim for an hour. Press in. It's worth an hour in prayer to see the power of God because your faith grows and your faith starts to build. Again, don't think you have to pray an hour to see God move. No. You're not twisting his arm. What you're doing is enhancing your capacity to receive from the heavenlies. Amen? Did you get something out of that this morning? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise you, Father. Man, God is so good, isn't he? He is so good. God is so faithful. I'm believing God for some amazing things. And like Sarah said, at the end of this, you know, next Sunday, come. You know, 90 seconds, two minutes, share with us what God has done with you on this fast. Think about it this week and come ready with the testimony. Uh, it encourages others when you share what God is doing in your life. Victories that you've experienced. It'll encourage someone that may be facing something that, you have, that you've overcome. And, you know, we may not even know it. I may come up here and say something. It may impact Joe. And I didn't even, nobody even know Joe was struggling with that or, or dealing with that or, or trying to overcome that or, or vice versa. You know, I've heard many of you give a testimony. Lord came through. I said, man. I go, oh, man, the Lord did that for so-and-so. He'll do the same for me. He's no respecter of persons. It builds my faith. So come. Come with the testimony, and, and, and uh, we want you to share. Please, 90, 90 seconds to, to, to two minutes, um, and, uh, and, and it'll help. It really will. Before we go, if anyone who's not made Jesus, if anyone has not made Jesus the Lord and Savior of their lives, like I mentioned earlier in the message, what is that? You know, it means if you were to die today, would you go to heaven or hell? There's only two places to go. There's a heaven to gain. There's a heaven to gain and a hell to shun. Two places. When you die from this earth, you either go into heaven or hell. And the only way to go to heaven is by receiving Jesus into your heart as Lord and Savior. The Bible says in Romans 10, 9, and 10 that if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus is the Son of God, that he died, and, and on the third day God raised him up again, you will be saved. So that has to come out of your mouth when you believe it in your heart. Confession is made unto salvation. 
If you have not done that, I'd like to give you an opportunity. I'd love to pray with you this morning to receive Jesus into your heart. If you've never done that, please slip up your hand. I'd love to pray with you. I'd love to pray with you. Okay, everyone saved? Awesome. Joe, why are you doing that? You know everybody's saved. Well, I'm practicing. Hallelujah. I'm practicing. We're going we're gonna to be a church that wins souls, that, that, that gives an altar call. So, you, you know, if you bring somebody, you can expect an altar call. You can expect someone to, to, to give your friend an opportunity to receive Jesus because maybe you don't want to do whatever. You bring him to church. Good. We'll take care of it. Amen? Amen. Stand up on your feet. We're going to give God thanks right now in advance for what he's going to do during this last week of fasting and prayer uh, because, man, God is wanting to do some amazing things in your life, in this church's life, and, and, and I'm excited to see it. I'm excited. I'm expecting great things. That song, I'm expecting, say it right now, I'm expecting great things. Let's say it again. I'm expecting great things. Thanks. Hallelujah. I want you to raise your hands up. I want it to come out of your mouth. Just thank him. Expect him. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Jordan, play some music. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. We're expecting amazing things this week. We're expecting your hand, Father, to show up like, a, like it's never shown up. We declare the fire of the Holy Ghost on each and every one of them. A hunger to read your word. A passion to read your word. Father, that, that as you lead us to pray, as we go into prayer, we'll experience you like never before. We'll commune with you on a new level. I thank you, Father, that you're speaking to us even now on what to do and how to do it in every single situation. I declare the blessing of the Lord on each and every person here, on each and every family represented here. Father, that you would help them in every one of their needs. I declare right now every one of your family members saved and serving God on fire for his word. The devil will not take your family. The devil will not take your children. The devil will not have your children in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Father. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Praise you, Father. Hallelujah. Let, no, keep it. No, no, no. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank him. Thank him out of your mouth. I feel, a, I feel a, 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 an inclination in my spirit that we're to open our mouths and thank him. Th- keep your eyes on him. Thank him and see. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Let him hear it. Let him hear it. I'm not just trying to hype the crowd. This is an inclination, an unction that has come on me to tell you to open your mouth and to thank him for what he's about to do. Thank you, Father. I rejoice in what you're about to do. I rejoice in what you've done. I rejoice in what you're doing. Hallelujah. I rejoice. I rejoice. You are good and your mercy endures forever. You are good and your mercy endures forever. Hallelujah. Praise you, Father. Glory to God. I rejoice in what you're doing. <laughs> I rejoice in what you're about to do. Hallelujah. Praise you, Father. We bless you, Lord. We bless you, Father. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Praise you, Father. Hallelujah. Praise God. Well, I believe this week will be an amazing week. Go and have the best Sunday you've ever had. I'll be up here for prayer if you need prayer after this service. 
I want to bless you. I declare the blessing of the Lord upon your life. I declare the angels encamped around you, lest you dash your foot against the stone. No harm, tragedy, or calamity shall come near you. Be blessed and have a great Sunday. You are dismissed. Thank you.